walked in the other day, I was listening to it. I was like, this is so good. Just talking about <laughs> how to make sure that we're the house of presence, not just mm. that you're going to a building where you're yeah. going to experience God's presence, but you're the house of God's presence. And you want to talk about some oil, which I think that's a cool topic. Too. Yeah, because the same thing, you host his presence. And yeah. his oil is one of the evidences of that. Yeah. Well, you know, when you talk about the Feast of Tabernacles, you're also talking about the end times. So you're looking ahead prophetically. And, uh, you, of course, you start uh, in terms of the fall feast, you start with Rosh Hashanah and then Yom Kippur, and then you work your way to Feast of Tabernacles. So you've had the, uh, the the rapture, you've had the tribulation, you've had the judgment seat of God, and here you arrive at Feast of Tabernacles. And so a lot of the things we've already talked about you're going to discover in Revelation chapter 7 here. So I read a little bit of it earlier, but after this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes, were holding palm branches in their hands, again, one of the themes of, uh, of uh, the feast, and they cried out in a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God, again, the Hoshnina, that concept, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. These are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They've washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence or the Sukkot him with their presence. Never again will they hunger. Never again will they thirst. There you have that water, right? The sun will not beat down on them, nor any scorching heat. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water. So you have all the themes of the Feast of Tabernacles. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Mm. All wrapped up into these fall feasts, in, into this uh, Feast of Tabernacles. But then everything changes. It's the celebration for the Feast of Tabernacles. And so you've gone through all that God has done. You've had all that celebration there. But let's talk about the real world when we get to the end times here. We don't know how long that's going to be, but you'll have gone through all of these different phases. And at some point in there, you'll have had to take the mark of the beast or deal with the consequences. So those who take the mark of the beast will be destroyed at that point when God brings judgment. But there will still be sinners on the earth who did not take the mark. They may not follow Jesus or love Jesus, but they just, you know, like in all things, some people ain't going to do nothing. So, but they don't have their names written in the book of life, but they just didn't take the mark. And so they're not transformed to reign with Jesus in the millennium as we uh, who are Christians are. They're not glorified. They don't shine, if you will. They're alive, so to speak, but they're just alive in a human sort of way. So Isaiah 60 says this, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises on you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. That's a picture of this, uh, this time period in the end times. One day when the trumpet sounds, the darkness will descend, and it will be our time to shine. Why the yearly trumpet blast, Rosh Hashanah? Well, so we'll continue to ask ourselves, are we filled with oil? Are you ready for that? That could happen at any moment. So Matthew 25 warns us, Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps. They went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps, took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. 
And at midnight, a cry was heard. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out and meet him, which is to say, repent. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should be not enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. So there's a real challenge in this whole scripture here that if you think that it's okay to, you know, I've I've got saved. Now I'm okay, but I'm still going to live in a little bit of sin here and a little sin there. He, he, you come to that moment where he says, trim your wicks, and you have to do everything. But if you don't have any oil stored up if there's no reserve in you and you've just been living in sin mm -hmm. well you may say i'm still saved i'm doing good and this moment they're all virgins they all know god in that sense but then they don't right mm -hmm. so go buy for yourselves and while they went to buy the bridegroom came and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding and the door was shut Afterward, the other virgins came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Whew. They were virgins. Clearly, their hearts had been turned towards him. But he says to them, you say you know me? Sorry, but I don't know you. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour which the Son of Man is coming. See, oil causes lamps to light up, right? It's the presence of the Holy Spirit illuminating the Word of God. If you don't have word in you, what is it going to illuminate? Mm. You have to count the cost. Almost everything in the kingdom is free. Jesus says, come to me, I give you. But in the realm of oil, his counsel, delivered by the other virgins, was buy for yourselves. Where are they supposed to go to buy this? Mm. Revelation chapter 3, to Laodicea, I know your deeds, that you're neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you're lukewarm, neither cold nor hot or cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. You say I'm rich, but have acquired wealth and do not need a thing. But you do not realize that you're wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire so you can become rich, white clothes to wear so you can cover your shameful nakedness, and salve to put on your eyes so you can see. So in Revelation, in the letters to the churches, Jesus said, buy from me what they lacked. Mm. The ten wise virgins needed to buy oil from him, not from people, uh, but from him. They should have counted the cost, but they didn't. They are cast into outer darkness. Between the Feast of First Fruits and Pentecost, they're commanded to count the days, 50 days till Pentecost. Jesus stayed on the earth for 40 days before he ascended and then said, wait for Pentecost to receive, which came 10 days later. That's a shadow counting that's the focus you don't have to be baptized in the holy spirit to be saved but he wants you to be filled he wants you to be full of him so you can shine your light which requires oil he said darkness is going to come on the face of the earth so he knows you will use up your oil so he says buy from me come to me get full be filled mm. they didn't count the cost so you have to buy from jesus not from man there'll be many full pews the day after the rapture because they spent their time only trying to buy from men instead of Jesus. This is all about spending time in his presence to be filled with him. So like Moses went to see him and immediately what happened with him, he, would, he became like a light, right? He started to glow his face, he had to cover it. Mm -hmm. We glow when we return into the world if we've been with God. The Lord expects light from his people. The light of God in our lives comes from the Holy Spirit, which causes ministry to happen in the lives of believers. Burning oil produces light. If we are spiritual virgins, because we're betrothed to Jesus, we ought to bear his light in this dark world.
Still, he's told us that some virgins will not have the wisdom to do it. So it is a warning to us, a warning not to quench the spirit, not to be filled, but to be filled with him and be filled with the light. Now, here's a reminder how easily pride can get in the way. And I, I just want in, in to, in gentleness and humility, say one of the great dangers we see in the kingdom of God is those who feel because they've been taught and traditions and the lessons of this and that, they feel like they know how it works. And here's what he said in that scripture we, I read earlier. I know your deeds, that you're neither hot nor cold. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you're lukewarm, neither hot or cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. So I know your deeds. You say, I'm rich. I have acquired wealth and do not need a thing. But you do not realize that you are. You understand? God is truly the only one that actually knows the truth. He says, I know you say, <laughs> but you don't realize. I know you say. I know you say. We don't realize anything. That's a good place to start. If God has to say, you keep saying this, but you're not listening to me. Mm. The church and the world need a significant wake-up call. Listen to Deuteronomy 31 as God describes what he'll do as a last resort when you keep refusing him. And the Lord said to Moses, Behold, you will rest with your fathers, and this people will rise and play the harlot with the gods of the foreigners of the land where they go to be among them, and they will forsake me and break my covenant which I've made with them. Then my anger shall be aroused against them in that day, and I will forsake them. I will hide my face from them. And they shall be devoured. And many evils and troubles shall befall them, so that they will say in that day, Have not these evils come upon us, because our God is not among us. And the reality is, and you know, if you if he's hiding his face from you, you can't be filled up with oil. Mm. And that and that comes from your heart attitude forsaking him. And so the cry of the Feast of Tabernacles is also, Come to me. This is you had to leave your town, your land, your house, you had to come here and live in this little makeshift thing for a week. And part of that was so that you would understand to be in his presence is the most important thing. Mm.